Good afternoon. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show at 11.50 a.m. KKNW. I'm your host, Reverend Walden. It's my joy to be on the air. And we got a little sunshine here today. I think it's going to be pretty warm for Seattle this time of year. Uh, and uh, gee, Woods, I just love this. This is the reason why we stay here when we get these sunny days. I'm going to bring my guest on, uh, and my local guest here, Nat, uh, Mr. Eddie Rye, a national icon here in civil rights. He's going to spend a few minutes with me. Uh, my, my later guest won't come on until uh, later on. So how are you doing, Mr. Rye? I'm doing fine, Reverend Harriet, and I'm glad to see the sun shining. I'm looking forward to some summertime weather at the end of the week as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I moved to 75. It didn't warm up to January, until after, after July 4th. So when they talk about global warming, I mean, talk about things that's happening in the climate. You can sure tell the difference than it was when I moved here all those years ago. We used to wear a sweater in, Ju in June and part of July. <laughs> well, I tell you, climate change is real, whether people want to believe it or not. It is definitely real. Oh, yeah. Oh, it is. And one of the things is added to climate change is the underwater uh, uh, volcanoes. It was one not too long ago that was really significant. I don't know if it made the bigger big news, but I watch. Uh, I'm on Earthquake Watch because <laughs> I like I like to change. I like to study the Earth. You know, if I'd have known about geologists, I might have went to be a geologist. You know, my my son is a geologist, but he likes uh, he likes marketing better. <laughs> so he, yeah, yeah. He so he does he does uh, converge media and media around the world. But I love I love the Earth changes. I, I'm really fascinated about how volcanoes are made. So anyway, that's not our show, but. <laughs> Well, I didn't know, but I mean, Omar Salisbury that. is at the top of the game. So, I mean, he's someone to be proud of. And I'm just proud to know him. Matter of oh. fact, your your sons are both kicking it real high in terms of achievements in the community and in their profession. So, congratulations to you. Thank you. Yeah, if you need an eyeglasses, let me know because my third son is a master optician. He makes eyeglasses like his mom used to do. So, okay. And, yeah, so yeah, he does eyeglasses. Um, so yeah, this is brought in for you. Just give us a little update about what you're doing. I know you're always busy. It, yes, and we're gonna continue to do that because it, uh, justice is hard to attain. So, so uh, especially economic <laughs> justice. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah the, the, the 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 government has not said anything about us. They've only got less than a point percent of anything. <laughs> well, you know, I I had the governor on uh, on KKNW on last Thursday. It's on. Oh really? The, okay. the interview is on. On Alexa right now, and also okay. my podcast. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, but I had uh, also had uh, Representative uh, David Hackney from the Eleventh oh, yeah. State District. He's also chair of uh, of the Black Members Caucus. Oh, so okay. After he, you know, he was we had an exchange about uh, you know uh, police community relations and interactions and stuff, and on the chasing pursuit thing. And I, I got down. He said, "Well, if they have a broken tail light or I'll, you know, expired license tab, is that worth the chase?" He said, "Only if they did something else. How are you gonna know if they did something else? You know, and that's put a lot of people at risk. Uh, I'm, you know, I don't want to handcuff because we do need law enforcement. There's no question about that. But uh, we need lawful law enforcement, and right. we also need to have, uh, uh, and, and people have to pay for it. But we need to have social workers and crisis intervention people." Like we had the CSO at one time. But it's well, they brought the CSO back now. It's been back about four years now. Yeah. Well, yeah I, so we brought I, that I, back. I, I, they really need to expand on terms of uh, the folks uh, with the social work background to do intervention. Because a lot of times it's like a tragedy to see civilians take the law into their own hand and choke this uh, uh, young man in uh, New York. Uh, had him in a chokehold for, for 15 minutes. You know, I think he's going to be charged with a crime, though. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, so uh, citizens only, I mean, you know, this guy, I understand he weighed 90 pounds. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the offense was because I, I all I heard about it, but I don't know what, what, what I don't know what he was. I don't know what he was doing was worthy of taking his life. I, I don't I don't I don't I don't know what he was supposed to be doing on, 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 the, on the subway. Yeah. Well, like I said, I just think that, you know, there, there's definitely a need. If, if, if people have mental health challenges, uh, the systems have to do a lot better job of identifying them, including families that have. Well, and families and families family. sometimes are shame of the people. And some of the people who died out there in the streets, family knew that they had uh, mental issues, but they probably didn't get the help that they needed. Yeah. And that, that's, that's the other thing. The families have to step. I mean, you know, you're helping a loved one 
if, the, if one of your member family members has a mental health issue. I mean, you know, it's nothing to hide because that's what we did in Louisiana when I was a little boy. I don't say nothing to that person because you know they have good sense. And that, that was just the way it was treated. But now <laughs> people can harm, you know, I'm just saying harm themselves and harm others. And uh, I just really think uh, more resources have to be put uh, in together in terms of identifying people who have these guns that shouldn't have them. But then we got people like the governor of Texas has already, I guess, banned a law where you can just go and buy a gun without a permit, without any kind of background check. The 18 well, years. Well, yeah, they, 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 they banned that already because he signed it in the law last year. And yeah. uh, so, and then they want to, uh, they, now they want to talk about mental illness, but when in fact well, we have more guns in America than we have people. Well, all of that is true, but you know what? It's a climate that we're living in. I mean, people can have guns and don't have to be violent. I mean, it's a violent world. America has been violent for a long time. We've never owned the fact. I mean, they killed 18 million people, 18 million Native Americans. I mean, 18 million Native Americans was killed when the Europeans came in there. I mean, so America did not just get violent. We just have a way to make people see it every day. I mean, that's just the point, you know, and that, that's the history point. Of it. But I sure do agree with you about the social workers, but you're going to have to pay them more money. I mean, you're not going to have a lot of people going into social work with the money they're making today. It's the same thing with the education system. Right. We don't pay school teachers anything, and yet they're training our future leaders and right. your kids and your grandkids, and you want to make the investment. You know, it's just really unfortunate that that's the case. But uh, I'm, I've always been an advocate. Uh, teachers oh, yeah. are the most bad performers, are the most bad. I do too. Yeah, like the right. nurses, you know, right. they same way with that's the right. nurses. That's so right. the most valuable duties in the country, and they can't get compensated. I mean, they and, and they pay sports people more than they play uh, people who actually take care of the sick, or the people who take care of the uh, of the kids, uh, uh, who who are taking care of educating our kids uh, in America. So, have you had any? Have you had any contact with the Black Caucus yet? I know you've been trying to get this this set aside. Uh, uh, on, on all of these jobs set aside for us uh, who was here before all the other people came. We're called the descendants of the stolen ones, of the slaves, of the descendants of enslaved people. You had yeah. any uh, you know, movement on that? The African-Americans, of I mean, the Africans of the United States enslaved. Yeah. We've been here 400 years, <laughs> yeah. which uh, uh, I guess Governor Ron DeSantis said, well, if you talk about that, you're talking about critical race theory. No, we're talking about American right. history. Well, you're talking That's about American history. It's well documented. But he wouldn't know because his ancestors came in 1909, you told me, in 1904. So how do we sell by the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, that's right. That's like, right. Nothing that's happened right. before then. But we have a lot so, of other people feel the same way. And, yeah. you know, it's unfortunate, but African-Americans and African descendants of the United States enslaved have to worry about racism coming from many different directions. Isn't you know, that so, it is so. It is. Every, so I mean, I'm, I'm just, that's just a reality. It is a reality. Now, we know that uh, during uh, the hearing on I-1000, uh, there was a large <laughs> group of, of Chinese immigrants who were opposed to... And they were, the, yeah, they wasn't even citizens folks. yet. I but on the other hand, the, the folks from the Asian community we worked with were solidly with us and behind us and with us for equity and fairness. So I never use a broad brush to paint anybody, but that, that opposition was well documented. Uh, that Tim Iman and John Carlson made a lot of money Probably, I would say, I don't have it documented, but uh, they were right in the mix. And we right. know anti-affirmative action, so we know that. Uh, I, one other thing I want to say, Reverend Harriet, is that uh, the stuff about the Supreme Court and Justice Clarence Thomas, <laughs> uh, Dr. Arthur Fletcher was a mentor of mine. He was a Republican. He, uh, he was came, a decent Republican. He was a Dan Evans kind of Republican. We've had some decent Republicans. No, he was our Fletcher kind of Republican. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, was yeah. A father of affirmative action. Anyway, uh, when, in 1998, I spent a lot of time with, we crisscrossed the state trying to defeat I-200 in 1998. And uh, he was sharing with me one of the biggest political mistakes he ever made in his life was to have uh, President George H.W. Bush talk him into supporting Clarence Thomas. Uh, he said that Clarence Thomas is going to replace Thurgood Marshall. You know, Clarence yeah. Thomas couldn't carry Thurgood Marshall's shoes and his briefcase. Right. <laughs> and Doc Fletcher said, and I call him, refer, he's Reverend, Do Reverend Dr. Arthur Allen Fletcher. I refer to him as Doc Fletcher. Uh, he said that the biggest political mistake he ever made was having the President George H.W. Bush getting him to endorse and support Clarence Thomas. 
Well, he's the one after a year or two at on the bench. He said everything Clarence Thomas got was through affirmative action, all his oh, yeah. job, his education, his right. judgeship. And he said, I'm very sorry, but he is just as Clarence Tom asked. And that he, he coined that phrase. So, uh, wow, well, yeah, you know, well, that that's something, but you know, we'll have to continue this one in uh, the next time about that. Okay, so, then. you know, I thank you for coming on, though. I'm, I'm going to give the next few minutes to a tribute to my former husband, Mr. Salisbury, passed away last Tuesday. Oh, uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, you know, we had Salisbury, in the family. yes, indeed, yeah, that's right. So, uh, anyway, thank you for coming on, though. Okay, and, uh, thank you and very much, Mary. All right, thank you. And we're right. going to take a break right now and come right back. We're listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. The Mother's Justice Show is brought to you by H.G. Walden and the Virtues Healing Circles. Join us for Wisdom and Wellness with Reverend Walden, a monthly virtual and in-person healing circle that focuses on community healing and growth. Learn more at virtueshealing.com. That's virtueshealing.com. Also, be sure to join our healing group on Facebook. Again, visit us at virtueshealing.com today. Hi, I'm Dr. Michael Knorr with your health tip of the day from the African American Wellness Project. Prostate cancer is the most common cancer for men. African American men are more at risk. That's primarily because it's often diagnosed when it's more advanced. The good news is that diagnosed early, most prostate cancer can be treated effectively. If you're a man over 50 or have a family history of prostate cancer, talk to your doctor today about a test. For more information, visit aawellnessproject.org. Hi, this is Dr. K. Mahina Intron, inviting you to tune in on Mondays on 1150 KKNW at 5 p.m. to Dr. K's Attuning to Your Abundance where we honor everyday abundance through positive messages, poetry, music, affirmations, and writing exercises. For more information, contact drkworkshops at gmail.com or Facebook, Dr. K's Abundance. Be sure to support the sponsors of your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. Got a little break here before my next guest come out, uh, Mr. Reverend Paul Benz. I just wanted to begin a, a tribute to my former husband, I'm the late Jake, the late uh, James uh, Salisbury uh, uh, Jr. He passed away uh, uh, last Tuesday, almost a week ago, and, and uh, in North Carolina. Uh, his youngest son, Omari Salisbury, with, was with him, uh, and his uh, and his wife, uh, his present wife, I believe, was there also. Uh, they did do a burial, uh, uh, you know, uh, ceremony today. Uh, and that they will have a, a ceremony of life for him at a later time. Uh, he was a uh, he was a bishop uh, over the African Coptic Church. Uh, we moved to Seattle in 1975 to start a Seattle to start a photography studio. Mr. Salisbury had graduated from the Brooks Institute, the School of Photography in Santa Barbara. That's where I met him at. We were married, and we had our four we had four children when we moved to Seattle. Uh, my baby was six months old, uh, and then we had Hiram, Shikandi, Tundi, and Omai. Uh, and we opened up a photography studio here. Uh, and it was going for several years. Uh, and uh, we photographed so many people. I uh, have all the negatives. Uh, uh, Mr. Salisbury was considered one of the 100 best photographers in the world at one time. Uh, and uh, he had a lustrous career as a photographer. He loved photography. He said it was nothing so commonplace and so ugly that the light uh, of a professional camera, or the light of lighting of the camera, could not make uh, 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 the most homely person look beautiful. And that was his skill. He absolutely brought people alive on, 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 on film. And that was real film then. Now they take so many of them until they get the right one. As one, as, uh, as his son said, or oh, uh, Tundi Salisbury said, well, in those days, you just had to have the one shot. I mean, and he was good at that. I mean, I, you know, he was just an excellent, a brilliant uh, photographer who really loved what he was doing. I and we, um, I do have the negatives, and so eventually, uh, my the children, uh, his children, might do a retrospect of his work. I, I, from here, from from also Santa Barbara, uh, and uh, and Seattle. I mean, this just um, I, and he had a great write up about uh, about the studio and uh, what he was, uh, what he was doing at that time, and his love for photography. He really, he really did love photography. He was one of the few people that I persons that I've known in my own lifetime 
who actually loved what they were doing. I mean, he has his sons kind of love what they're doing also. I think they are. I think that I think uh, all of them do. Amai loves producing, you know, Tundi loves uh, making eyeglasses and filling the prescription that the doctor writes, you know. And Sukundi is also, a, uh, also has his own media company, cspot.com, and he's been working for the city for 25 years. Uh, so Mr. Salisbury uh, has uh, uh, six grandkids. Uh, so he has um, four granddaughters uh, uh, and um, and uh, uh, two, uh, two, uh, two grandsons. Uh, and his uh, oldest grandson will be graduating on Thursday from Loyola University in Chicago with a degree uh, in, um, in communication. His oldest granddaughter graduated from Agnes Scott with a degree in um, sociology and she's a poet now. She's wonderful, she's doing a lot of project manager. She's done a lot of good work. I, 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 Isis, I graduated from uh, Tuskegee last year, animal, animal science. I mean, she's in a veterinarian program. She finishes a master's program uh, this weekend also. Uh, Alma graduated from Elizabeth City uh, State University with the alma mater of all her uncles. Um, and uh, she's working for um, Bastyr. Uh, and uh, my youngest uh, grandson, uh, he's a uh, uh, junior at the <laughs> over at Franklin, um, and uh, he works. He has two jobs. I mean, he's a, uh, he's a, he really does love what he's doing. He's a lifeguard, and then he works at Bang Bang, I believe, uh, a restaurant. And he's been working since he's like fourteen years old. Uh, and my youngest, I uh, my Salisbury youngest granddaughter lives in Houston. Her name is Victoria. She had a birthday actually on the same day that Mr. Salisbury passed away. I call him Mr. Salisbury because that's what most people called him. I am the former Mrs. I am the former Mrs. Salisbury. Uh, most people know me by Walden now. So when somebody called me Walden, is my father's name. So when most people, so if anyone calls me Mrs. Salisbury, I know that they've been knowing me for a long time. When we moved to Seattle, we, we started at St. Mary's, and so a lot of people went to St. Mary's. And he photographed a lot of the people. And I heard the St. Mary's is closed now, but we have all the negatives from St. Mary's and the people who were there at that time when they photographed. And then we photographed uh, all the students at summits. K-12 more than once. So um, I just wanted to give a tribute to um, to Mr. Salisbury uh, and to a condolence to his youngest sister. Her name is Georgia Salisbury. She lives in Rocky Mountain, North Carolina. Uh, and to let her know that uh, we're thinking about her and the family and, uh, and all the ones who are grieving at this time. And I mean, he has a large kind of congregation, but he's bishop over the African uh, a Coptic church. So that means he has a, a large, a large, a large congregation uh, uh, in America. And I think he might have some people uh, down in the Caribbean and other places also that's part of his congregation. So I'm sure he was uh, dearly loved by a lot of people. And then he has a son who that they adopted. His name is James Salisbury III. And he also had another, uh, has an, uh, a daughter, uh, a bonus daughter that his wife already had from a previous marriage. So I just wanted to remember him. And I let my listeners audience, and some people listening might remember, I mean, Mrs. Um, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Tolliver Johnson was on. Uh, she's, with, she's with the Washington State uh, Black uh, 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 Legacy, uh, I mean, History Society, Historical Society, and she was a guest not too long ago. And all of his, uh, all of Mr. Salisbury's, um, all of Mr. Salisbury's uh, uh, photographs that we have from the studio will be given to the Black Heritage Society so that they will be able to be, uh, be kept for a long time. So I think my other guest is coming on here. So we'll take a little break and come back and I introduce my guest that's already arrived. And thank you for listening to this tribute to a wonderful man, Mr. James Salisbury. I, I, I've gone too soon. Bless his heart. The Mother's Justice Show is brought to you by H.G. Walden and the Virtues Healing Circles. Join us for Wisdom and Wellness with Reverend Walden, a monthly virtual and in-person healing circle that focuses on community healing and growth. Learn more at VirtuesHealing.com. That's VirtuesHealing.com. Also, be sure to join our healing group on Facebook. Again, visit us at VirtuesHealing.com today. Hi, I'm Dr. Michael Norm with your health tip of the day from the African American Wellness Project. While coronavirus infections could go down over the next few months, we're still headed into flu season. Millions of Americans will be affected by the flu. But the good news is that we do have a safe and effective vaccine. But sadly, too many people go unvaccinated, especially African Americans. 
For more about flu vaccine, talk to your doctor or visit aawellnessproject.org. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash 1150KKNW. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host, Reverend Walters. It's my joy to be on the air. I want to thank uh, everyone who supports Mothers uh, uh, Justice Show. Uh, we've been on there since 2014. Uh, that's, that's a long time. Not as long as Eddie, right? Eddie's been a little longer than me. So anyway, but thank you. I always thank people because that's what my grandmother says. So thank you and take you far in life. And so I really thank uh, supporters and our listeners. All right, I'm going to bring on my next guest, uh, who's a great friend of mine. Uh, he's, I've been knowing him for a long time. Let's bring him, Mr. Reverend, uh, Reverend Paul Benz. How you doing, Paul? <laughs> he's still finishing this up. It's like, he's good. Uh, he's a working guy. He, 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 he retired from one place and started something else. How you doing, Mr. Ben, uh, Reverend Benz? Reverend Walden, I'm doing just fine. I'm, uh, God has given, given us, or at least I'll just say, speak for myself, given me another day. It's, uh, oh, yeah. I, uh, for your listeners, I live up here in uh, South Snohomish County, and it's a beautiful day up here. I think it is all around the Puget Sound. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's always nice to have that compliment of the blue skies and sunshine. Pardon my interruption, oh, Paul. Is. Are you using some sort of Bluetooth device? It seems like it's getting some interference with your audio here. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I have no, no, um, oh, maybe I don't have a, I'll, I'll move it to another room if it's interfering. Oh. Is that any uh, better? Yeah, it's, I think it's sounding better. Thank you. Excellent. You bet. <laughs> I didn't catch that. That's what the studio manager and uh, that, that's, what, that's what the sound people are for, it, right? <laughs> it, 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 it takes a team. It takes a it team, takes no a matter team. what. Yeah, no, yeah, you know, some people Actually, it that. seems like it still might be there, but it's oh, intelligible I'm enough, sure. so we'll just stay with it. All right. All right. All right. Thank All right. You, Sorry I about hear that. very well. I hear you well over here where I'm at, but, you know, yeah. I'm just patient, so, yep. yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I really appreciate you coming on, you know, I, I and I've just given an update uh, about the legislation, uh, uh, what happened this year uh, down at the <laughs> Down this, it was a bonus year for other folks, but it wasn't for the people who really want to work for accountability. Uh, you know, I, I have some, I have some, issues, I have some ideas on why why it happened this way. But uh, anyway, so I mean, you know, I just always appreciate you, Paul, because you've always been there, uh, and you've been you've been the person who um, worked well in the black community. I just want to tell you that. I mean, a lot of people, uh, you know, don't uh, work well with us, or they have a different agenda and. Uh, You've always and you know worked well so well, and we know our beloved Berlin, and we still show up as if we still show up doing the work. You know, we know that we know that she's just like, oh goodness, come on, don't get tired yet. Get That's going. right. That's right. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. God bless her spirit and legacy. Um, yeah, you're exactly right, Harriet. No, yeah. I mean it's yeah. been, you know, and and uh, I oftentimes get asked, well, so what? Why are you? Why are you doing what you're what you're doing? You know, particularly in terms of vis-a-vis the African American community. Yeah, I can I can imagine you do get that, Paul. In this day and this climate today, with your talent and stuff, why are you helping? Why are you helping Negroes out? <laughs> I, I and I just say, look, you know, all white men, and I, and I can only speak for myself, right? As as, as a white man, but if you don't deal with your white privilege and the yes. power that comes with that, shame on you. Um, that's right. You know, but of course, that's coming from a, a moral, you know, perspective. And so I, I won't name any names in this society. But, you know, I, and I'm, I'm, you know, falling from the grace of God. I, I fall from the grace of God every day. But anyway, um, uh, but, I know but you, were, I, you, were, you told me one thing when I used to see you across the street community, uh, what uh, Martin Luther said, by bringing the little church with you. Wherever you go, you know, I mean, and I, 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 that's what I would say, because you would see me over there at Unity, and I said, oh, yeah, you know, I, I go over here from time to time. Uh, and uh, we would talk about what Martin Luther said. Uh, yeah. And the fact you told me about the quote of what he said. Yeah. About taking, taking a small, taking a little, taking the church with you where you go. Yeah, yeah. Be, being the, 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 the little Christ, being the little light, whatever word you want to use, you know. Right. And, and when you get to think that you're the Savior, you're the Christ, so to speak, in, in terms of, of Christian language, right? Or what, whatever it might be. If you're you you think you're the the Buddha or whatever, um, the the Muhammad, um, you know, you're you're traveling down the wrong path. You're traveling down the path of ego egoism, and we we have plenty of that going around. So we don't 
Yeah. But we're doing this in Niagara. But but one thing about it is that you've been faithful. I mean, I've been doing this work a decade. I've been doing this work a generation. And I thought, I think I met you at least by 27 years ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think about, you know, a few years after I started, I started Mothers Against Police Harassment is when I met you. Because when that time, it was just you and I on campus. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, <laughs> and my son, Omai, I'd go to Garfield and pick him up and take him down to camp, uh, down on campus so he could testify. Yeah. You know, I mean, down yeah. there against the uh, against the bill that uh, that made it, you know, made it almost illegal for kids to put on a Raiders jacket. I mean, and Governor vetoed that bill, House Bill uh, 13, or something. I don't remember the number now, but he yeah. vetoed that bill. And that was the last time they used the word juvenile delinquency with black kids. Well, was in that was back there when Booth Gardner. Yeah. Well, everything it, else now is is another word, gang and pearl or whatever. I mean, uh, yeah. juvenile delinquency yeah. means that they could be redeemed. I mean, that yeah. was the way they had some programs to believe they could recover young people. Yeah. But I didn't want to talk about it. Yeah. I thought you, I asked you to talk about the legislature and uh, yeah. and what happened this year with the great rollback. The, the the great rollback is is well put, um, uh, Harriet. And uh, so I'm just going to start with this this past session. Just just for your viewers' context, I've been as you, as you mentioned, I've been uh, a lobbyist as as well as all the other hats I would wear in terms of organizing in the religious community in Washington State. But a lobbyist down in Olympia for uh, 25 sessions plus, and this session was one of the worst. Um, yeah. and, and I was down years past. I've always been down Faith Action Network and, and the predecessor for Faith Action Network, the organization I helped put to pull together. But this year I was down primarily for the Washington Coalition for Police Accountability. I believe you'll have one of our, our leaders, one of our impacted family members on Zoom with us, Nakia Hunter from Clark County, um, one of the places where white supremacy uh, yes. is, is revealed through law enforcement. Uh, to the point where we worked on getting an investigation into the law enforcement down the county sheriff and the Vancouver PD. But the this session, the uh, WCPA, Washington Coalition for Police Accountability, which really got going be, right before uh, uh, George Floyd was horribly murdered um, by uh, uh, Chauvin, the Minneapolis police officer. We had five bills, and and in the and and to draw the context of your of your precise words in terms of rollback, then, and I'm just going to speak plainly, because I know you, I know you want that from me, <laughs> Harriet, is yes. all the white liberals that were in power and are still in power, though the, the people of color has dramatically increased, the legislators of color, if I could say it that way, right. um, have, have dramatically increased, which is, which is good, because our legislature has never reflected who the people are of this state. That's right. Finally, we're getting close to that. Uh, now we have, I don't know, the, the I mean, the, there's a black caucus, you know? Right, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah last, last session was the first time we had a black caucus, man. It's like, oh my God, you, you remember, um, you remember John, uh, Flemings, uh, you remember Flemings was the only one not. George <laughs> Wright and, yep, yep. J Jesse Weinberry and Rosa Franklin, Jesse they Ryan all say, what, Rosa a black Franklin, caucus? And then, uh, and then, uh, uh, I, 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 Pettigrew, Pettigrew was down there yes. by himself for a while too. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yep. uh, and 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 uh, John Lovick. But that's right. But anyway, so the WCPA had had five bills this session: four that we were promoting, and one that we were opposing. And we went to use baseball terminology, we went zero for five, and that that is a part of the rollback because in the twenty-one session. When we had the amazing leadership of 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 a very young, uh, he'll like that I that I use that word, very young uh, Representative Jesse Johnson from Federal Way, who who uh, stepped down um, from the legislature last session, which was uh, sad sad to see him step down. But maybe some uh, there'll be another year where he'll he'll step up because because he is so young. But through his leadership, um, we passed a lot of reforms. Uh, he wasn't the prime sponsor for the dozen or more bills, but he prime sponsored two of the bills, one of which was uh, House Bill 1054 that was about police tactics. And one of those police tactics was, has gotten a lot of press uh, in the Latin this past year called vehicular pursuits. And um, uh, so that was the one bill that we opposed. It was Senator Lovick's bill. Um, and I've worked well with John over the years and 
And, you know, sometimes we all know, right, uh, Reverend Walden, we, we have yes. our points of disagreement. And, right. um, and of course, John's been in law enforcement, Washington State Patrol for many, many years. Um, anyway, we, um, um, we at least got Representative Goodman. Uh, it started out as Representative Rules Bill. She's uh, the, a young um, uh, freshman legislator from Whatcom County. Um, we met with her. It was we, we had a cordial meeting. We agreed to disagree very, very. And she knew that as we even before we came into the meeting, um, because hers was a total rollback, rolling back everything to before we passed House Bill 1054 in terms of vehicular pursuits. Um, the other bill is just to go real quickly that we worked on that that did not pass. But we're going to because just to remind your your listeners of of um, of civics 101 we're in a we're washington state is a biennium so that means we are in the right now we're in the 23 25 biennium so a bill that was introduced in the 23 biennium that this session um that didn't pass is still alive for next session okay and, yep yep so it, house bill 1025 which has to do with uh, your listeners will get uh, get this right away when i use these two words qualified immunity oh yes <laughs> to, to eliminate um reform the doctrine of, of qualified immunity in terms of of being able to um, have a lawsuit and this the way we wrote this bill is that it would not be against officer ben's to, to but it would be against the the law enforcement agency that i work for right and that's where we got the big pushback from the from the association of cities um, we have state associations of everything in this in this state, and believe me, they are they are I don't know about well represented, but they are represented yes. in, in Olympia. And we could we actually met with them, and you know that that you all you seldom pass things just on your own. It's not just Paul Benz down there, but we had the WCPA and then one of our solid partners um, that we don't always agree with, but but a lot of times we do. Most of the time we do. At least I'll speak for myself again. Is the American uh, Civil Liberties Union, so uh, they were uh, also the lead on this House Bill 1025. We're going to keep working on that next session. Another one was uh, regarding traffic stops. I don't right. need to tell you at all or any of your listeners about how horrible things happen when black and brown people are are pulled over, indigenous people, people of color pulled over in terms of traffic stops. So. We were trying to reform that, and we had meetings before the session with the w, with the with the state patrol. Uh, we could not get them to not oppose it. Uh, we softened their opposition, but anyway, that bill and and each of these bills, uh, your listeners know, have a prime sponsor. So Milan Tai, the only uh, actual refugee in our Washington State Legislature, he's of uh, uh, Vietnamese um, uh, descent. Uh, Milan Tai from Mercer Island was the uh, was the prime sponsor of the qualified immunity bill. Uh, Chapalo Street, Representative Street, uh, the new representative from as that you know, period from the thirty seventh. Thirty seventh, uh huh, yeah. Yep, yep. Was Kirsten, a Kirsten seat that she stayed that's in? Right, that's right. That's right. She <laughs> stepped down as well, along with Rep Johnson. Yeah. Um, and um, so uh, he he was an amazing freshman. Um, he had his own experience. Um, as 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 uh, as an African American man uh, when he was attending years ago at Brown University that could have tor turned you know to where he would be six feet under and not six feet above ground to put it simply um, the the third bill that the fourth bill that we had so I'm getting to, to the all five was the independent prosecutor bill yeah just a moment I just wanted to yeah. say that Miss uh, Mrs Hunt Miss uh, Miss Hunt is joined us so you can oh, good. that too Miss Hunt. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah. So uh, thank you for thank you for coming on. Uh, so go ahead on Paul with those bills, and then yep. we'll bring it on. You, you bet. And uh, so House Bill fifteen seventy nine would establish an independent prosecutor office to. Oh, I, to, I, that's the one I wanted to pass. Yes. <laughs> well, we're we're going to get it across the finish line next session. Come come uh, hell or high water. Yeah. And uh, so um, um, because we now have an office of independent investigations, it's almost operational. Uh, we yes. we we believe that it will be operational by the fall yes. to begin yes. investigating not law enforcement uh, in itself but an independent investigation 
on use of force uh, cases that right. happened that resulted right. in death. And I heard that they could also, if there was new information introduced about a case, that, that they could investigate that too, because uh, the director came to present to the Community Police Commission. Because uh, I'm really interested in Charlie and Allow's case. Uh, if so many things came out, you know, if something new came out to the uh, inquest that was not part of the case, that if it's something that's going to help that case, I'm really interested in that one. That's the one I keep my eye on. Yeah, thanks. There, there, that, that is, that is um, a definite uh, case that we, we need to have this office investigate. Right. So that's that um, uh, we could only lose one vote in the Ways and Means Committee, which is really sad that the Democratic leadership doesn't have a wider margin there in that committee. So you can only lose one vote. And um, and we, we could not get all the Democrats to agree. We had a, uh, um, uh, there, there's been a difference of opinion. I'll, I'll put that nicely. I could use other words, but I, I don't want to, uh, between the governor and the, the current attorney general as to where, because now Inslee is stepping down and, and Ferguson is stepping up, so to speak. But they had a major difference of opinion as to where this office should be located. We hope we can iron that out. So the AG's office sent a letter the morning that we were hoping for a vote in the Ways, Senate Ways and Means Committee saying that we are opposed to this bill unless it gets full funding. And of course, your Ways and Means Committee is the, um, is, is the, is the money committee. So that uh, we had one other bill, 1445, uh, Reverend Walden, that um, would give additional power additional investigatory power to the attorney general regarding police misconduct in this state. Right. And, yeah. and we, we want that. It. So, so yeah. that, that, uh, I, I got a dozen more bills, but that, that, um, that right. covers the police reform bills. Right. All right. Hi, Ms. Hunley. You want to unmute yourself and come on. I want to welcome you to Mother's Justice Show and thank you for coming in. Right, I've been thank down you to so you. much for having me. Oh, Reverend yes, Walden. Thank you. I have some contacts down there uh, in uh, Vancouver. We had several calls from a lady named Masha down there who had so much trouble with the police down there in Vancouver. So I'm familiar uh, with, your, with your area. So just want you yeah. to come on and contribute. I know that you and Paul worked together down there. Zoom made it possible. I mean, I think I think that they, I think the hybrid model is going to probably stay for a while for the, for, for the state level because there's no way you can get from Vancouver to Olympia as many times as you had to do the work. <laughs> yes, and it makes it more convenient for folks to just be able to attend and, and hear what's yes. going on and stay in the loop. So I think it's a good transparent measure to offer to the communities and the people doing the work. Yeah, uh, and I just want to give you an opportunity to talk about the work you've been doing and uh, you know uh, what happened this time with the legislature. Uh, I mean, Paul gave some of the bills, but you know just how, how, how you were working and how you felt about the rollback. Yes, I would just like to say for my family, I am the sister of Carlos Hunter murdered by the Clark County Police Department in March of 2019. And it was very important for, for my family to see the independent prosecutor bill as well as the other bills that put in place, you know, good protections for the communities that the police officers serve. We know that what we need What was the name of your family officers. member again, please? I didn't catch the name. His, his name, name is Carlos, Carlos Hunter. Oh. Oh, Carlos Hunter. Okay, thank you. Yes, okay, no problem. Thank you. Mm, yeah. We just want to kind of build policies and procedures that that leave the city streets protected and the police officers protected and everyone going home safe. And so I think that as we continue to move forward, we have to give the bills put in place the time to do what they were meant to do to serve the purposes they were meant to serve. And I think in just a year of allowing the bills that were passed in 2021 to be implemented and tracked was not by any means enough. We did a disservice by rolling back the bills in such a short time when the data was showing that the bills were working. The data was showing that thoughts were being given in the police officers steps to make them think about de-escalation, about the ramifications of their actions. I just think that next session we have to come more, more organized I think so, you know, yeah. rested yeah. and ready because next session they will be back with more rollbacks. And so we have to throughout the interim really stay educated and keeping each other informed of the real facts of the real truths that are happening statewide in Washington and how we can all collaboratively come together to make sure that our voices are heard and that we're doing the services that our communities need in saving lives. We can't continue to allow the mentally 
challenged individuals or the houseless individuals or even those who are wrongfully placed into situations to be murdered at the hands of our peace officers. So it was a very sorrowsome session for me, but never defeated, always invigorated for the next round. So I'll be back as well as I know Paul will, and we will be taking some names next session. Well, you know, I, I, I'm glad that you're in it, uh, you know, and I'm sorry for doing off my condolence to your family about the death of your brother, uh, uh, you know, by, by the hands so of police off, you know, uh, and uh, this is, um, you know, America is a strange place. I mean, uh, one of the things I know for sure uh, is that the right took a page out of our book, the Black People's Book, and organized it. We've been organizing in this country even before slavery ended. And we stop organizing uh, 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 in the levels that we organize after affirmative action. People got good jobs. Yeah. Good jobs I put, 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 Good jobs got people on the inside. They were finally at the table. But uh, it was no crumbs at the table falling down for us anymore. But the yeah. GOP, the people who was out there with them, they took a page out of our book. They haven't been home. They have not been home since Reagan. They have not. And our people, don't, and we stopped the intensity. We used to be organizing all the time. Uh, now we organize around these, you know, about, about specific issues, and um, and I think that we have to go back to to taking back and organizing and staying at the table and don't go home. I mean, but they, they have a lot more money. But uh, Paul, don't That's you remember right. people? But Paul, don't you remember how people are stayed at the table all this time? You know, people never went home. I mean, and it yeah. was after from it was after 1975, I mean, 1980, when black people really stopped organizing a lot, and then that time. Uh, the GOP reached out to the evangelical movement and got them involved with hot button issues. See, they, they they don't care about they don't care about bread on the table. They just care about abortion. They don't care about they don't care about nothing but hot button issues and gay issues that don't put any bread on the table. And that's how they got organized. And so and so, but they didn't go home. See, right. and and they're still right. out there. I mean, now they're taking over school boards again and they're doing all of this stuff. And we got we got kind of slowed up because integration slowed us up too, you know. I mean, you know, because we were so-called in the door, didn't know that the teachers weren't going to teach our kids, <laughs> but we were in the door. So, yeah. uh, so, uh, and and and, and, and they're well-funded area, right? We oh, know that. they are so well-funded. Well the Cook Brothers, you know, I don't buy Holly no paper products. I mean, because uh, before Lonnie uh, Nelson, who had been with mothers for twenty-two years, we were going to get when we did an event. We were buying paper nap. We were buying cloth napkins because every time you buy a paper product in America and you buy napkins and stuff, it's owned by the Cook Brothers. They are the biggest beneficial of the GOP. These are people who want fascism. These are the people who really want us to be enslaved. And now with the uh, artificial intelligence, they say over three million, 30 million people in the world are gonna lose their job. But what are they gonna do with all these people won't be working? So I tell you, we have to organize again. I mean, we have to really organize again and stay in it. You know, I mean, it takes staying power. And the younger people, they're not willing to stay that long. You know, they went home after, after George Floyd. They went home after the last session. They didn't come out to give the help that was needed. Had those people stayed engaged, as it was when you all were down there in 21, I mean, you know, after George Floyd, they wouldn't have been, they, the power of the rollback wouldn't have been so hard. I mean, the power of what they did with the rollback, it wouldn't, they, it would have been harder for them, see, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so. Just reminding the people that we are each other's keepers and we have to have each other's back and the same way that they stand united, we have to show up united. And well, but, but we have to take back the page, the book. We wrote the book yes. on organizing in America and around the world. Ireland, I know everybody, the right, world saying we, we, everybody around the world saying we shall overcome. Okay, I mean, mm -hmm. we wrote the book because we the people who wrote, for, we worked, we fought for our own freedom. Nobody freed us. We helped Lincoln win the war. And that's what mm -hmm. they're mad about. This is, this is the second, this is the re, this is the end of the second reconstruction and they're trying to take back everything and put us back in Jim Crow. That's why the young people that wake up. I was raised in segregation. They better wake up because they're yeah. on a fast track. Abortion, nobody care about black babies being aborted. That was that, that was just a sham because you know it, I mean so if they lose us it was not because the black babies was being aborted it was something else it was the overturned something was case law forty years so they can work their way back to the board I I I, I Thurgood Marshall's landmark decision see and that's what I see because yeah. I, I mean I, and that's why we have to work we have to teach our children that freedom ain't free yet you know it surely is not.
We must no. plant the seeds that will continue to grow so they'll fight like we are. Well, but also we need to bring back spirituality in our work. I mean, because we have a lot of times, I mean, Paul, you know this, I mean, really, we have a lot of times the young people are non-believers. They believe in socialism, well, socialism, and Karl Marx then didn't believe in a higher power. Okay, they did not. Believing in a higher power has got our people through. As Mabel Staples said, we shall not be moved. Okay, that's not a communist song. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's a spiritual song, man. Yeah. We shall not Amen. be moved, okay? Preacher, Don't Reverend. Preacher, Reverend. Come on. Oh, I mean, these are songs that got us through. And our young people, don't, you know, somehow we don't have their mind again. But I think these people are going to wake us up. So I'm just really encouraged. And I, I'm, I'm jazzed because, you know what? And we do this because our ancestors did it. That's what we did. I mean, we stand up because people came before us stood up. I mean, you know, yes. we, come from we were not taught family. to lie down. I look for, I mean, I'm looking at my great great grandfather in 1889. He'd be a white man and lived to tell it and had the guns ready for the Klan if they came. I grew up with a house with guns in it in Sanford, Florida, Goldsboro. My grandmother was ready for the Klan, you know. I mean, if they were coming, she was she was toting her gun. She wasn't yeah. leaving her property. Amen. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, and so, 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 this is what that's why I'm so glad I'm so empowered by what you all are doing. I mean, you know, Mothers for Police Accountability made the word hope. The, the uh, police accountability word, a household name, all over America. In 1990, we were the first people to use it on our literature. We wanted police accountability. So, you know, I mean, people think this is my organized, uh, organized uh, statewide. I say, no, it's not. I say, but they use the name and everybody's using it because that's what we want. We pay these people, they work for us, you know. We, and we, um, I tell you, with the WCPA, we've always appreciated your, your work for the many decades, Reverend Walden. And, um, and that word accountability is so so important. It and, is. And the, the other the other couple of words we use is transparency, which of course is identified with uh, accountability, of course, and then and then reducing uh, uh, police led uh, initiated violence. So um, you know, you, you know, I I collect old dictionary because I had a friend who passed away. She told me you get to history and old dictionary because they change words out and you don't know about. In the old dictionary, nineteen twenty eight dictionary, transparency means white. <laughs> and conservatives mean white in the old dictionary 1928 dictionary, conservatives mean white and transparency means white i yeah. i collect, i have an old dictionary i got a lot of them so <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so miss um miss hunter i just wanted to just thank you you know i mean for doing the work i mean you know we get drafted in this uh uh uh, uh miss hunter we don't know how we gonna get drafted i mean you know this is we went none of us signed up to do this work but yes, no, happened. and I would just say, I hope that they don't be like me, you know, be, be an activist because you felt it in your soul. Don't wait until the pain comes to your front door, That's because right. it took me losing my brother to see that I could be a pillar for the pound in the pavement to make other people right. not have to go through yeah. what I went through. Yeah. You know, it is something, it's something about human nature. You know, what was the, what was the uh, pastor name in, uh, in, uh, in Germany? He said, they came for this. I wasn't one of that. And on the end, when they came Mark, for me, it was nobody Mark, to stand. Mark, what was his Mark, name? Martin Niemöller, Dietrich Bonhoeffer was, was also a leading um, uh, a Protestant minister against Hitler. But, but Niemöller is the one that actually, that, that's the quote from, from Niemöller area. Yeah, and then, and then so that's what you're talking about is that uh, because they're coming. And so if we, if we don't stand with our brothers and sisters, but so many times we stand with our brothers and sisters and they don't stand for us. And sometimes we're the cheese who stands alone. I mean, sometimes we are the cheese who stands alone. We've helped everybody else who come to America. And then sometimes they organize against us because they want the crumbs. And so, but we continue to be on the path and, I, and I'm just, you know, I'm just grateful that that I'm sorry for the law for the loss of your family, uh, for your family member, uh, and for your mother. Is your mother still with you? No, I am saddened that she's not, but I'm very glad that she didn't have to know that her son was taken yeah. that way. Yeah, because it's hard on mothers. I pat my head. Oh yes, in spirit, but he died from an illness. But uh, it's hard on mothers God to us uh, to go through that. But uh, yes, that's also I'm always connected to all the mothers and family members who've lost a loved one. Because when you lose a loved one, we're all equal to that, you know, it, it really is, it, it hits you the same way, you know, so, but um, I just appreciate you all coming on and I'll be, all right, Thank Paul, you yeah, so much. go ahead, Paul. Well, I, I, I just, I just want to give a, a, a shout out to 
you, Harriet, and to Nakia and to so many others that have uh, either personally witnessed uh, police violence or, you know, are well acquainted with it. You know what I'm trying to say. And, and for those voices, that's why the WCPA um, constantly needs to engage and, and have in, in the leadership of our organization, the impacted family members. And, right, um, that, that's, that's so wonderful, it yeah. is, because all and, the work we've done before they weren't there. You and know, and, and for those voices to then be present in the halls of power, that's, that's right, where we can affect the change. That's Amen. right, affect the change, yeah. And also I want everybody to know they can catch the show on a podcast too, because this is on our podcast uh, on our, at KKNW. So uh, for, for your friends who might not be uh, might not be available to listen at this time. But um, also Leslie, Leslie is right in there. You know, Le Leslie uh, is a stalwart. She keeps, she keeps working. She keeps working on, on this, and I and I think she got started with I nine forty, but you know I nine forty. She didn't go home yet. She she's still at it, and so uh, uh, but this is what it is. I mean, you know, none of the governments of the world treat their people right. It's no utopia. It's not. It's no utopia. Some places got little shades of better, but America has the highest police killing uh, of, of citizens in any other country. Just like we have the highest murder of uh, just regular people just going to shop at a shopping center or a grocery store or going to church, you know. So uh, violence is in the land, but we know that love is the only thing that lasts, Paul. You know that. You 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 know that. You know that the love, love is the only thing that lasts, Miss Hunter. Everything else is sinking sand. Amen. It really is. And I mean, and if they understood that when they're trying to, when they're killing people, they actually hurt their own spirit. I mean, I don't care how man say you, you get off, but there's a higher calling. There's a higher spirit. And they might be like, like the guy down in uh, uh, Auburn has maybe has four cases, like like Chauvin did over there with uh, with uh, with uh, had 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 murdered four people. I mean, this was its fourth time. But you know, that's a higher power, and uh, mm -hmm. and we know about that, especially us three right here, right now. We can't talk for the whole mm -hmm. world, but we know that we know that there's a higher power, and uh, and I'm so grateful for you all to come on my show today, uh, and to be able to talk about it. And I can't wait to meet you, Miss Hunter. So I'll have to yeah, drive, drive we'd have to drive halfway down there. Maybe I'll meet you somewhere in Nelson Trailer or somewhere, Centralia. <laughs> somewhere we well, you don't worry. You let me know the day and I'll get it on up there to you. You ain't gotta come no bit of the way. Oh, honey, I just would love to meet you and give you a hug for your family. All yeah. right. And I would that, love uh, a hug from you. That that'd be a so good that'd be a good place. You. I'm sorry, that, that would be a good place. You know, that's that's where Mr. Washington Oh, that's was right. From, George right? Washington Bush. The reason why we have a state of how we have most people don't know that George Washington Bush is the reason why we have Washington State in, instead of Canada getting it. Okay, I know <laughs> that's, that's a little bit of Black history. That's Black history yes. that the sinners don't want us to know about. <laughs> yes. All right. Great. Thank you so much. You all be listening to the Mothers Justice Show at eleven fifty a.m. KKNW. I'm your host, Reverend Walton. I'll be back next week from the lab president of the NAACP in Akron, Ohio, talking about the case back there. The young man that got forty six bullets in it. All right. Thank you. Take care. Bye.